Hey, this is Ashley. Hey, this is Marcy. And this is School and Life, a weekly podcast about life, love, and occasionally libations. If you're not already following us on social, follow us on Instagram at School and Life Podcast. That's S C H O L I N Life Podcast. We're also on Facebook at School and Life Podcast. This week in Mentor Moment, I wanted to talk about the phenomenon of, and I'm using air quotes here, loving your job. Growing up, I literally never knew anyone who liked their job. There was a lot of complaining about how much they hated work, how much they didn't like working for the man, how much they were underpaid and overworked. And that anger was righteous. Uh, you know, I grew up in a um, pretty impoverished community and there was a lot of inequity um, and low paying jobs. But when I grew up and started to really like my job and like to work, I was so confused because I did feel like I was being paid well for the value that I was bringing to the organization. I did feel respected by my team and by my supervisors. And so I had so much guilt and shame around that. Like, you know, my friends, even like as I like that was my parents before, but even my girlfriends like hated their jobs and hated their bosses. And I never felt like I really felt fit in as it related to work um, and this like begrudging nature that we're supposed to have in it. But I think that, you know, as I've gotten older and in my work as a career strategist, one of the things that I've started to learn about women and work or really about people in work is that women don't hate working, they hate not being seen. They don't hate working, they hate not feeling valued. They don't hate working, they hate, being overworked and underpaid. And so I want to invite you, if that sounds like you, if you're like, I, you know, enjoy contributing, I like earning money, but I hate the environment I'm doing it in or the person I'm doing it for or an organization that doesn't align with my values. I want you to know that you don't have to hate working. Like there is something so much more available to you. Um, and that is, um, a job that is fulfilling, a job that is meaningful, a job that pays you well for the value that you bring to the organization that's available to you, that is a real thing that exists in the world. I know that because that's the truth of my life and so many, um, the truth of so many women that I've helped um, as a mentor. And I'm excited to bring um, some of their testimonials um, on future episodes of School and Life um, and share those with you um, and share what they've had to say about their experience um, as mentees in the program and what their life looks like now that they have um, found jobs that they love, that they're doing meaningful work. Um, and I'm excited to bring your stories to you. So look out for those little vignettes on future episodes and just know that it's available to you. I'm really looking to shift the mindset of working women and help them think differently about work. So next up is I digress. And this week we're talking out about pimping out your pain. <laughs> Um, have you ever heard a sob story that was so overwhelming it basically turned you off? Pain is a human emotion, but too much of it rolled out in public display can be disengaging, unauthentic, and quite frankly, tacky. So Mar join Marcy and I as we talk about what it means to pimp out your pain, if you should do it, when you should do it, why you maybe shouldn't do it, and what are some of the repercussions when you do it. So I can't really remember when I heard the term pipping out your pain, but what it means to me is like someone feels like they have to 
or they're manipulated, manipulatively so, sharing their past trauma, their past experience, their um, past, their past story, um, in a sort of public display of like. And so because I went through this, you should give me this or I should have the opportunity to do this or this belongs to me. I deserve this, et cetera. So that's kind of like, like, I don't remember the first time I heard the term, but that's what it means to me. This idea of like a public display of like pain and trauma in an effort to get what you want. Marcy, like, have you ever heard the term pimping out your pain before? And like, if so, like, what does it mean to you? I've never heard the term per se. I mean, I probably have heard it and just ignored it because it, I, I be, see things from a trauma perspective. And so if someone is engaging in this behavior, what it would mean to me is that they're in a lot of pain and their only way of kind of understanding that and seeking out validation or seeking out some kind of approval is through sharing that publicly. And maybe not so much as to be manipulative to um, like intentionally manipulate people, but the idea that the only way that they can get or receive love is by, is by engaging in those behaviors. And that's kind of what they've known most of their life. Um, And so I think it can be a really painful place to be in. And granted, I think in our social media um, led world, there's a lot more of the sharing on social media, particularly, or just sharing in general, because like social media is just a replication of what happens in the larger world. But um, a lot of times I imagine that there is a lot of pain that goes in that, or people are so shut off from their actual feelings that the engaging in this behavior doesn't necessarily um, feel painful, but the lack of response or not being able to get what you want from people, that can also be really painful. So it's kind of this catch 22 when people are engaging that. Um, But based on your understanding of what pimping out your pain is, do you think that it can be painful? I have been a victim of people pimping out their pain. And I think it can be painful to the person who's doing the pimping and the pimp. I don't know. I guess like it's painful to the person or painful or harmful, I guess, to the person who's doing it and to the audience who's consuming it. Because I think, like, I believe in the power of storytelling. I believe in the power of vulnerability. I believe in the power of like sharing. But I think there's a lot of value in sharing when there's a lesson, sharing when you've overcome it, sharing when you've gotten a little further along then like literally just like dragging the world or your best friend or your pastor through your pain at every point without the self-awareness that like they may be having a bad day or your pain isn't, excuse isn't the right word, but like your pain isn't the only thing that exists in the world, perhaps there are other things that you have access to or opportunity to, right? Like these kinds of things. So I think that, and then as a listener to that, like it can be really draining. If you're the best friend of, pers- of a person who's always pimping out their pain, who's always like, oh, woe is me. You know, I never had anything, da, 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 but, but they're not sort of taking advantage of like um, other things that they have and things like that. I think that it can just be, it can, it can be hard on the listener. It can be hard to be empathetic. It can be hard to be understanding. It can be hard to be supportive when you feel like the people in your life are constantly like, tr- like rolling out their trauma in front of you. Do you think that it can be painful? Like, or, you know, like, you know, like you said, from a trauma perspective, do you think it can be painful or harmful to them or others? Yeah. 
like I said earlier, like for them, I imagine that it can be painful, but I also feel like the pain of people not responding is difficult for people. For other people though, like, I don't know, the, it, it, I, the language just, the language doesn't sit well with me. So I have a hard time kind of really conceptualizing what that means for other people. Like, I think that everybody in the situation needs to have good boundaries. And so if you're like, if you know that you have a friend who tends to dump or unload, um, but you keep showing up and you keep answering the phone and you keep listening, like, is it really painful <laughs> for you? Because if it is, then maybe it's something that you should consider changing. And then of course, the person who is sharing their pain or pimping out their pain, like, of course, having good boundaries. Um, I do believe that there is a benefit in a lot of ways of sharing, but being mindful of who you're sharing with, being having the self-awareness to be able to say, you know, I've shared this same story with my friend 20 times. They might not necessarily want to hear that again. Maybe I should consider going to see a therapist or maybe I should trans transform this or um, channel this into something that's a little more productive and a little more helpful. But I think that it takes one, an awareness of people to even know that this is the behavior that they're engaging in, engaging in and then also having that um, awareness of how it impacts other people. And a lot of times, I don't think that people, I think that the reason people pimp out their pain is because they are in pain. And so the idea that that act would be painful makes a lot of sense because they're doing it from a place of pain, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. And I do think like, yeah, it's like that awareness of like my friends in pain, let me like hold space for them. But then also let me have enough boundary to say, hey, okay, I can't deal with that, not deal with that, but like I'm not available today or like you've been sharing a lot. And I think at this point, like this is what I have the capacity for. Maybe find somebody else. That kind of thing is like important. And I do think that there are ways that we can share our pain without like pimping it out. Right. Like so, for example, like I think about this kind of pops up in the um, education space. Right. So like you got to write a scholarship essay and they're like, tell me about the most painful time in your life. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you don't have to do that. Like you could talk about, like you could talk about the painful, but you could also talk about like how, um, not like you've overcome it, but just how that pain has impacted you in different ways and how you leverage that pain. And, you know, like different way, like you don't have to, you don't have to, you don't owe your trauma to anybody, I guess is like what I'm trying to say. Like it can be sacred. It can be yours. You don't owe it to anyone and anybody who's like, requiring that you give them a sob story to give you something like that seems manipulative to me. And I want you to, I want you to be careful of anybody who requires your quote unquote struggle story to serve you. Um, so that's just something I like want folks to be mindful of. Cause I do think that it's a, it can be a way that people take advantage of you. Um, and then also, like I said, I think that one of the things I invite folks to do is like really think about, um, when you're sharing, a pain point, like what have you learned from that? Or like, why are you sharing this with people on the internet? You go live and you share. Are you sharing because you've learned something? Are you sharing because you overcome something? Are you sharing because you have a strategy? Are you sharing for awareness? Awareness is okay. Like this is where I'm at right now. And I wanted to share that in case anybody else was here. It's okay if you haven't over quote unquote overcome it, but sharing with a purpose, I think is really value add. Um, Marcy, can you speak to like, what are some of the ways that we can share our stories without like pimping it out to others? Yeah, I would agree with that um, of like, I really value how you show up. And so if you're in a space where you are in, even in the healing process, or you feel like you have some things to offer and to learn, I think that's a great time to share. I would also just say like, know your audience and know um, who you're speaking to and why. 
So going on Instagram live and just like spewing out all of these things may not necessarily be the most appropriate place to do that. But do you have a group of friends that you can call that can hold space for you? So I think it's just, it's really about like, who is holding space for you? What is your audience? Who are the people within your circle that you're sharing that with? Because a lot of times those stories can be really empowering, even just by saying, hey, there's someone else who is going through a similar experience. And I think that that is a great time to share and not knowing what the intention behind it is, not just to get attention or not just because you know that this will go viral. Like, Maybe that's helpful, but a lot of times it's not. And a lot of times it brings more attention, more negative attention than you're desiring. So making sure that you know what your intention and your motivation is behind sharing your story. And while I don't think ever think that pimping out your pain is appropriate, I do think that there are lots of ways, um, like we were just talking about, that sharing your pain can be appropriate. And even to the extent where I think we are often told we can't share our pain and that by sharing our pain that makes us weak or that makes us vulnerable, that makes us exposed. And so I think that there is absolutely power in sharing our pain um, in the times where it's needed. What I don't like the idea of is a lot of people share too much too soon and it often ends up leaving them hurt, um, misunderstood. People are like, whoa, I'm not ready for that. I wasn't ready for that. And so I just want people to be really mindful of when and how and why. And that can also, that can always be really helpful in determining what is appropriate. Um, Do you feel like pimping out your pain is ever appropriate? If you have any interactions with the police and you need to share a trauma story to stay alive, do what you have to do, sis. Look, stay alive, right? Mm, I'm not going to shame you. You stay alive. Like if there is a situation where staying alive is the option and there's another option that doesn't include staying alive, choose that one. And we digress. <laughs> Next up is All Black Everything. Marcy, uh, Is this is our second episode in Black History Month. So I'm excited to, for what you have for us this week. Yes. So this week in All Black Everything, I really just want to acknowledge Black history in the making now. Like we talk a lot about Black history in the past, but I'm really excited about some of the history makers right now. And one of them um, is, well, actually not one of them, but right now they're announcing the Nobel Peace Prize nominees. And two, I just want to shout out, one is the Black Lives Matter movement. So first of all, I don't know if I'm the only person that doesn't really know a lot about the Nobel Peace Prize, but I don't know a lot about the Nobel Peace Prize. I know that Obama got one, like I know some big names of people who have them, but I didn't know that a a movement or the people who created a movement could, be nominated. So I'm really excited about that. But yes, the founders of the Black Lives Matter movement, I think actually just the Black Lives Matter movement was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize, um, a human rights activist and previous Nobel Peace Prize nominee Elday said he was impressed by the movement's ability to galvanize people from all walks of life. And just that it's been such a broad movement and talks about all of our predecessors and all of that. So that was really exciting. And then also, of course, our fave Stacey Abrams and her organization Fair Fight Action, along with a slew of other community organizers who worked tirelessly to bring in the Black voter um, registrations up in Georgia. She is being nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize, which 
absolutely well-deserved. So I am just super excited to acknowledge and honor and celebrate these folks who are out here doing these amazing things. Um, I would also like to be nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize, but I'm not sure that I'm doing anything on either of these levels to be able to get there. So that is it, Ashley. Have you heard about the Nobel Peace Prize nominees? You know what? I was mouthing, yes, you are the only one, but that's when I thought you were saying like um, you didn't know who was behind the Black Lives Matter movement. But yes, I think a lots of us are uh, very like not into understanding what's involved in a Nobel Peace Prize nomination. But I love the idea that the movement was nominated. I definitely hope they win. I feel like, yeah, that movement like brought about peace and restoration and continues to do so and is a worldwide movement, like absolutely. And then it just burns me up that like literally Stacey trying to follow the law gets nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. Like it, she deserves it. And also the fact that it's literally, it's a fair fight, not even like a equitable fight, just a fair one. And she's like nominated as, and, and well-deserved, but that just like really makes me angry. Um, but I, again, we've already digressed. I digress on that too, but I'm so thrilled that you like honored them. I love that you, like we can use our platform to talk about like such celebratory um, things in our like history and with our people. So it's truly all black everything. Yes, thank you. And also we wanna talk about our selfish tip of the week. So we are quickly approaching Valentine's Day and Valentine's Day and it's the month of love and yada, yada, yada. And so I just wanted to remind y'all to make sure you're focusing on loving yourself. Like a lot of this time of the year, we're talking about loving other people, about relationships and singleness and girlfriends, and friendships and all that. Make sure that you also focus on loving yourself. We hear so much love yourself, love yourself. The reason you don't have this is you don't love yourself. And then we also say a lot, I love myself. I love, totally love myself. But if your actions are not lining up with the words that you're saying, if you're constantly saying you love yourself, but you treat yourself like crap, I really have to question whether or not you love yourself. So in this week's session, I give tons of practical tips for how to practically take action steps towards loving yourself. And I want you all to check it out and engage in some of those tips for the rest of this month, the rest of this year, and the rest of your life. Thanks, Marcy. And um, now we'll talk TVT. And um, speaking of Valentine's Day, it's coming up. And uh, for the lovers out there, um, I think it's appropriate to talk about Black love-focused movies on Netflix. So if you have a boo, don't have a boo, y'all have something to watch. Um, I'm going to read these off. And then, Marcy, you can we can do like a yes, I've seen it, no, I haven't kind of thing. Um, this will kind of like let like let our listeners know some of the black films that are like out and on TV right now um, or on Netflix right now, excuse me. But then also, um, I think this is great for like them to like get a glimpse into like what we've seen. And I can tell you that there are definitely some of these I ain't seen yet. Um, okay, so these are 25 black love movies on Netflix right now. So these aren't just like these aren't just like black love movies. These are like the ones that are actually on Netflix so that you actually have something that you can like watch. Okay, so here we go. Let's start with Love Guaranteed. No, what? What is that? It's a new one. It's a new, no, no it's a new oh. one. So they're not all like old because you know, Netflix has like, they do new stuff too. Got you. No, um, I don't even know what that is. Okay, Jump in the Broom. Oh, of course. I love that movie. Yeah, so cute, right? Two can play that game. Oh, yeah, that's a classic. A classic. Napoli Ever After. 
Unfortunately, no, I've not seen that. Yes. Now, what I will say is I cannot believe they put this uh, on the love story. That movie is, love is not what I think about when I see that, but you should watch it. Like, I don't know about love though. Okay. See what else? Sister Code? No. It's got um Eva Marcella in it. It's a like like straight to TV um joint, but it's uh it's interesting. Um Love Jacked? No. No, okay. Okay, so we're giving the girls some new things, right? Like if they've they've seen all this old stuff. <laughs> Why is Greenleaf on here? <laughs> that is not a love story. It's not a, a love movie. story. <laughs> Oh my God. It's totally not a love story, but somebody put it on here. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. They got Waiting to Exhale here on here too. Is Waiting to Exhale a love story? I mean, I guess there's some people that fall in love in the movie. Oh gosh. Okay. And then the last one they have on here, A Road to Yesterday. Is that new too? I guess so. It's, it's, it's featuring... I don't even know who these, let me see if I can tell you who these people are. No, I don't know who these people are. I can't, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's new. It's a, it's a road to yesterday. Their marriage is failing. Victoria and Izu try to reconnect during a road trip, but bring, um, but bringing long repressed secrets to light threatens uh, their relationship. And it's like um, talking about like how, you know, they fall back in love on the road. Interesting. That reminds me of the book, um, An American Marriage, for some reason. I don't think it's the same. I don't think it's the same, but also it sounds very similar. So sure, I'm going to have to find that list. Send me that and I will Yes, I'll post the episode notes and I'll send it to you so you can check it out. Definitely some classics, but some of these we haven't heard of. But um, I think if you heard anything that sounds interesting in there or if you've seen it and you want to watch it again, like two can play that game, um, curl up on the couch and share, show yourself um and your lover some love that wraps up this week's episode of school on life thanks so much for listening this is a great time for you to tell a friend about school and life send them a text let them know it's your favorite pod and you want them to listen to have an amazing week school's out class dismissed